The following podcast contains some strong language and some very average opinions. Any references to actual people are wildly inaccurate. It's probably best if you don't listen at all. The Roaring Peacock Podcast. Welcome back to the Roaring Peacock Podcast. This is the match review of Leeds United best team in the world two crystal palace shittest team in london zero nothing nada you've had your day out fuck off back to london with your brexit football you useless pieces of shit my name's adonis and you know me as the adelites and it's a very good hello from me <laughs> standard and joining us to discuss this match is cookie good evening um who is at lufc miguel that's the one and uh, at Juicy Rob. Evening. There's got to be a story behind that there Twitter helm. Uh, is here as well. Good evening. So first thoughts, lads. Go for it, Rob. Yeah, we just um, made them look beyond average, didn't we? What an absolutely pleasant experience, which is not something normally you'd associate with watching Leeds United. There is, There's <laughs> always an anxiety, even when we were beating... West Brom or Newcastle earlier in the season. Yeah, I felt like for some strange reason they could probably get back in the game. Um, but tonight it was just comfortable. It was absolutely start to finish, controlled, rational, calm, you know, barring the odd misplaced pass, absolute A-star game management. It's one of those games of football that most young coaches should probably sit and watch about how to school a team to manage and play another team off the park without looking like you're um, expending too much effort because that was a brilliant, brilliant performance. One of the best of the season for me. Well, Palace certainly got schooled. Uh, Cookie, your first thoughts? I just thought we were absolutely superb. Absolutely annihilated. And look at you. You're loving what you just said, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I love my own jerks, yeah. Waiting for the joke of first one on a London pitch and see whether people get confused. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the biggest fan, and I'm my biggest fan, and I'm my biggest critic as well. Yes. Um, yeah, I just thought we were excellent um, all over the pitch, and I'm sure we'll talk in more detail, but I just want to highlight Liam Cooper, who I've given plenty of stick over the years, and I just thought was outstanding tonight, particularly in the game management side of stuff like Rob talked about. Um, yeah, I just thought we were superb, and Rafinha, I mean, he's going to be at Brazil national team and be an absolute superstar, isn't he, in no time looking at that. Okay, and first thoughts from me are, unlike this podcast, it was a professional display. <laughs> <laughs> it was, though, wasn't it? Yeah, true. We managed, we managed it. We managed it well. Um, they didn't have a sniff, really. Uh, I'm looking at this attacking momentum stats from LEFC data, and we were totally in control of the whole game. They've they've had a couple of minutes. That's about it. They've had three shots on target. They created zero big chances. And Palace fans will probably put all of that at the feet of Zaha. It's not Zaha, is it? No. I mean, they also go on about Roy Hodgson playing terrible football. That's it, isn't it? It's Roy Hodgson. He's shit. And Marcelo Bielsa is fucking brilliant. <laughs> and we got what we deserved today. Um, unlike the the other game that we played Palace this season, where they scored from a free kick, a corner, and a deflected cross 
from um, Costa, all of which just seemed to sort of fucking fly into the into the our goal as if there was a fucking magnet in the ball. And that was the thing that I noticed that, that was a bit different today. Yeah, I mean, contrary to the popular belief of some Crystal Palace fans unknown on a certain podcast, um, they got lucky last time and we've absolutely shafted them this time, haven't we? So, hi, mate. Hi, Ali. <laughs> Hope you're doing okay, mate. I think on every statistical metric for all the you know analysts out there, that there isn't any any way, shape or form, even if you didn't watch the game and you looked at it, that you would even consider that Palace were anything other than beyond mediocre today. But that's not, I don't think, down to them playing badly. I think that's the way we handled the game. I think it's one of those, you know, you see it on, on TV and people will say, well, did Leeds play well or did Palace play bad? Palace didn't play bad. We just dominated possession. Um, we were all over them. We pinned them into their half. We had a higher press. We wanted it more. We had more energy. The fitness levels were better. We we looked like we cared every single sort of um, movement off the ball from people like Rafinha Bamford was exquisite. It just all clicked. And um, yeah, they, they were worthy winners. We should have had more. We could sit yeah. here and talk about I mean, all the chances. Look, Strike yeah. missed a couple of good headers, didn't he? <laughs> 50p. Um, I, I don't know how that header went wide, the kind of half diving, half kind of falling to his knees header that seemed to, it was it was one of them that was easier to miss, wasn't it? Mate, I mean, look, look how Easy much, score. they'll talk about Zaha all day long, yeah? Look at the value of attacking talent on that pitch for Crystal Palace. Easy cost, what, 25 million? Benteke was, what, 30? Something like that, daft. Batshuayi Bat scores goals for fun as well. Yeah. Most, most clubs yeah, he goes to, he scores goals for fun. He cost a lot of money as well, didn't he, I think? So I just think we absolutely nullified everything they had going. I mean, I know XG bores a lot of people, but, I mean, XG philosophy put up leads were 2.46. Palace were not 0.65. And let's be honest, the only chances Palace got was probably just us overplaying it a little bit. Um, but you can when you're that comfortable. Um, I was a bit nervous at 1-0 up at half-time, because I always am when we're only winning by one goal. But it was good to see we came out in the second half absolutely flying as well. Just look. You know when we, we had the previous podcast, Donny, and we talked about after Newcastle, we were like, where you were like, where is Leeds gone? Where is my Leeds United gone? And they'd not gone anywhere. They were just having a rest, weren't they? Now they're back with a, <laughs> now they're back with a, um, a vengeance. Well, they bounced yeah. back immediately. Yeah, uh, against against Leicester and 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 then Everton. I thought we played brilliantly, um, despite what certain pundits uh, were saying. And today again, we've we've played we've played well. So the performances have have returned, and um, and and now we're tenth in the table. We're top half of the table. Um, we can forget any thoughts about relegation, even Leeds United cannot fuck this up from here. Um, so <laughs> Fuck the, you, take that back. <laughs> we yeah. can't. I know his front door, I'll be knocking on if we do. <laughs> honestly, we, we can't. We we honestly can't. Um, so uh, let's look at the game then. 69% possession. Uh, we had 17 shots to their eight. Um, and their shots, they, they seemed like, Far away from the goal. What what impressed me today? Yeah, speculative was efforts, weren't they? Even even though we sat back at times and kind of let them come onto us, um, it was disciplined positionally from our defence, and and I think the structure of our defence was so solid and and 
deserved a clean sheet, but but also it was just such a massive improvement on the times where we've looked um we've looked a little bit suspect, especially in that transition phase to defense. And we've kind of been looking all over the place. We pointed out goals where, you know, especially in that Palace game, for example, the fourth one, Alioski was having a wonder and and Cooper uh, was playing everybody on side and completely in the wrong. There was none of that. There was none of that. There was none of the um, falling asleep that had happened against Everton. Yeah. There was none of that. There were a couple we of... Were, on. Switched on the whole time, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Give or take a, the odd moment, but you, you're not going to be. You know, they're not fucking robots. No, exactly. Um, but but for the majority of that game, we were positionally aware. We were uh, defensively disciplined, and and I thought it was a really strong performance from the defense in general. Yeah, Strike and Cooper look really comfortable together at the moment, don't they? Which is great to see. And you can see how much more comfortable Strike is on the, the right-hand side um, than Cooper would be. So good to see he's, he's settled in comfortably there. Um, I thought Ailing progressing the ball tonight was superb, as he always is. He had that one little iffy moment, didn't he, where he didn't get goal side. And I don't know what he was thinking. Um, but you forgive him because of all his um, forward input. Um, Alioski a bit wayward with a few passes, but again, never stopped running tonight. So yeah, the whole back line were, I thought, were excellent. Yep. Yeah, there, there was no, um, like you say, no no point where anyone looked nervous in that kind of, like you say, that transitional play where they would kind of overlap. There was a couple of times where you think, like like we, we just mentioned, Aileen, um falling asleep on the byline for a split second. And we've talked about it. They've got, you know, Batshuayi's, Benteke, you know, uh, EZ, they're not um, poor footballers and they will pounce on something like that. But the whole back line looks solid. Cooper had a fantastic game. Um, I've not been a big vocal critic of Cooper lately, but I certainly think he could have performed better in some recent games. But tonight he was absolutely a captain that um, stood out. He, he played played well uh, when he did and didn't have um, pressure on him. Um, and all through the, the, the full 11, I thought to a man... We we looked comfortable. We never looked uncomfortable tonight. We never looked stressed. We never looked um, even from set pieces. We didn't look like we were that bothered about their their aerial threat, which they have an aerial threat. So, um, you know, yeah, they've got Cahill and so on at the back that can come up and pop pop one in. And yeah, I think like we say, we can wax lyrical about uh, individual performances, which I'm sure we will. But as a team, we were solid and uh, a lots to take away and look forward to um, for next week. Yeah, so I feel like Zaha has been kind of like the flavour of the month, uh, especially in Palace fans' eyes. For years in the Premier League, he's been one of those players who has been a big shark in a little pond and um, Arsenal and other teams have been circling around um, trying to trying to get a bit of bait. And there's been a lot of kind of who's going to be the next Zaha when he leaves for Palace in their eyes. And... We've brought in Rafinha, and is it just because he's wearing a lead shirt? But is he better than Zaha? Yes, <laughs> like much better. Yes, <laughs> he was unreal I, I tonight. I would say he is. I think he's a yeah. He's he's his performance tonight was a different level. He looked like he should be in a top European team, which hopefully we will regain that status back in the not too distant future. But he's clearly technically and. Um, 
his ability, um, technical ability, and just his footballing brain, for me, are levels above even the rest of the our squad. I think he he, he looks like an absolute find. Um, how he isn't on other clubs' radars or wasn't on when uh, Ren was shopping him about for that kind of price that we got him for, I don't know because people will be kicking themselves at the end. Because he is an now. absolute baller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he definitely is now, isn't he, with them rumouring going to Liverpool, which they can get fucked. <laughs> but I mean, he was he was sensational tonight. I think the one bit of analysis that Carragher got right tonight um, was around Rafinha's um, passing. It's like it's not just there's, there's numerous things to him. In it. It's not just that final ball. It's not just his um, efficiency in front of goal, which is getting better and better. It's is the crispness of his, of his passing is perfect. Like every ball he plays just seems to be the perfect way. And then on top of that, you've got a player like him who, when you looked at Easy, who was just sort of jaunting around and not tracking back. Rafinha, his defensive output is fucking unbelievable. Like he was absolutely immense every end of the pitch. Thought he was amazing. He's got to be worth 50 million with your eyes closed, Easy, already. Not that yep, we're letting him go I... anywhere. They can all fuck off. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think anything less than 80. And I think it's not worth it because we need to build the team around him and Harrison now. I think yeah, Harrison as well that. had an absolute blinder. And the improvement that he's shown in the last three years, imagine how good he can be in the next three years. He's unlucky to not get uh, another goal when he hits yes. the crossbar. But in general, his play is just fantastic. And those two, for me controlled the game um either either side of the uh, of the pitch they just didn't let palace get forward at all because they just kept them you know pressed in there because they were so good going forwards i was going to compare him when when he came to when Isa came to ellen row with qpr i thought he was the best player on a pitch by a mile and he terrorized phillips and he terrorized pretty much our whole midfield that that day and when we came up i hoped we'd sign him but going back to your point donny then looking at him today on the pitch and, you know, when his head dropped and he wasn't going through the gears, he was plodding, he wasn't taking it up to that next level, he wasn't tracking back. I think the commentators mentioned that. And then you compared him to, you know, the equivalent in our squad or in our player. And I wouldn't swap now. I I, I would have when we first came up, but now looking at it, I wouldn't. And I think, um, like you say, we've got to look at players like Raf and obviously Harrison's progression has been phenomenal and build a team that can keep challenging and pushing forward in the Premier League around these amazing quality players. Yeah, uh, Eze was great for QPR, wasn't he? Um, and even in the first game with, with Palace um, in November, I think it was. I think it was. <laughs> I've tried to forget about it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, he, he, looked, he looked good. He looked electric when he got the ball. He looked like he was going to make something happen. Um, today, and I don't know whether it's... Um, Bielsa making Rafinha turning Rafinha into Messi, or or whether it's Roy Hobson turning Eze into, you know, Kiko Casilla trying to play football. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think it's fair to say, right, that like, look what Bielsa's done with what were essentially what were known as average Championship players. Now he's got mm. a player of that level of talent. I mean, yeah. I think obviously a lot of it is just Rafi's natural talent, but having a coach like Bielsa is not going to be a disadvantage, is it, when you're an as, as attacking player as he is? So exciting mm. to watch. 
I felt like we really needed to win this today because of how much shit I'd given Ali <laughs> on the preview. <laughs> and him wearing the uh, wearing his Eze shirt and then Eze just not doing anything and then um, ailing nutmegging Eze was beautiful. And then Eze just hitting it into high into the south sand. Just kind of so many things just felt so good. Um, not just because there was a bit of needle on that preview, but just because we finally got what we deserved and Brexit football died another death on the Ellen Road pitch today. Yeah, we put right the so, wrongs, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Um, so Bamford's been slagging off the pitch, apparently, yes, in his yes. post-match presser. <laughs> so can you tell us about that? He said that at half-time. He said at half-time he had to take his studs out and put in rugby boot studs so that he could stand up. <laughs> <laughs> he said it's better than the old pitch, but just this pitch is just very, very difficult. So, and you could see it. It was, but I mean, both teams have to play on it, but, I mean... The sliding about and the amount of people falling over. I don't think it helped, obviously. Click um, nearly injured himself, didn't he, with his hip he was holding when he fell. I don't think it's helped Calvin. In the first half, a lot of players looked like they didn't dare run. Like, they just started slowing down and not really going at full pelt. So, yeah, um, he gave it a bit of stick. Wasn't wasn't maybe as bad as it was. It might have been made out to me, but he definitely um, wasn't kind. I tweeted out that there was a... We made a three hundred grand signing that's going to end up injuring Click or Aileen. When Aileen pulled, like his back kind of went near the corner flag, didn't it? And I thought, oh no! And then Klitsch is holding his hip. Then Calvin's hugging his calf, and I was like, we spent three hundred grand from a signing from Spurs that's going to injure three of our key players for this season. Um, <laughs> it, they've got to do something about it. Surely it must be down to the weights. I mean, I'm not a horticulturist by any stretch, but there must be some preventative measure we can make to make the pitch less slippy. I think just in case they watch, and I don't know if they do, um, the ground staff who work on that pitch, I think if you hear about all the stuff in the background about how amazing they are at their jobs, it's difficult to give them stick because what you've got to remember is we've known we've needed to replace this pitch for about a decade. And when we wanted to do it in between these two seasons, we didn't have time. So then they've been forced into it because that other pitch was genuinely going to injure players, not just make them fall over. They've had two weeks to get it right. And if you see some of the pictures of the work they've been doing on it, what else can they do? You can't make grass take any quicker. You can't make it grow any fucking quicker. They've got all the big bulbs on it. They've put all the covers on it. I just didn't know if there was anything that they could... Is there anything that could make grass less slippy? They're amazing at the job they do, mate. I think think they're doing everything they can. They're the best in the business at what they do. Um, And I think that it's just going to be difficult until we replace the pitch properly at the end of the season. But... Yeah. It's working out all right. 2 0. Come on. <laughs> I mean, according to Google, and I don't know if, if Google is <laughs> Trusty lying. Google. To me, but installing a turf field can take from anywhere between 60 days, which seems to be the artificial variety, um, to, to 12 to 24 months, which seems to be the more natural uh, variety. So I think, uh, did they have, what, two weeks? Two weeks. Yes. Just under two weeks, actually. By the time it was installed, it was less than two weeks, yeah. I would say, being a complete amateur, knowing absolutely fuck all about laying a field, I think they've done a good job. (laughs) Yeah, I know about laying in a field with a can of beer. Nothing about actually laying one down. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, difficult. Seems strange that Paddy was it tongue in cheek. I didn't see the interview. Was he was he joking or was he kind of a bit a bit? No, he was laughing and he was smiling, but he he was fucking serious. Like he meant it, and I think he's he's right to call it out. It's it's a difficult whether he actually legit put rugby studs in or not. I don't know. I'm sure he probably changed to longer studs because they'll have them. Um, but I think he was legit just being honest. The pitch is difficult. There's no it's point lying about it. We can all before. see it. Yeah, it is better, and he said that. But we can all see how difficult it is. There's no point in going, oh, no, it's perfect, it's brilliant. We can all see you're all fucking falling over. <laughs> no point lying to his faces. All right. So uh, I guess that there was nothing better that we could do, so we did the best that we could, and now it's slightly better than it was before, yeah. but it's also injuring our players, potentially. <laughs> So that's the summary. Continuing, <laughs> that's Grass Watch. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> on this week's Grass Watch. Uh, and we haven't even got yeah. a badger on the podcast this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sure he would be dinging into that topic. Um, <laughs> Was that a literal so, pun for a badger? Yeah. Oh, dear. Do badgers ding? Do they? I thought you said They make dig. holes, don't they? <laughs> don't they have nests or something? Holes? Dens. I don't know. Dens. Anyway, let's get off the badgers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a, a badger hole. We best not go down. Mm. So um, let's talk about magic moments then. What are the the kind of key moments or what's the one instance in this game that will kind of stick in your mind the most? Rob? Rafinha's technical ability with a football. So that's just it. I think uh, we, he's shown flashes of brilliance the last few weeks, hasn't he? But tonight, he really did that kind of back heel inverted Rabona, uh, you know, which at one point, you know, uh, just looked like time stopped, and but he kept moving. And that was an outstanding piece of skill. Like, I'll be watching that back on Twitter a bit later on and, and trying to get my mind time right how, he, how a grown man. Yeah. Time stopped, uh, but his technical ability Hill. tonight was fantastic. Yeah, not only could we all not do for that. Cahill, time stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and his career, <laughs> and his career. Not time only, yeah. and his career stopped. <laughs> it's like on Simpsons, you know, where it's where he goes, and if you pause it here, you can see the moment his heart broke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the thing is, that skill's hard enough, but how do you do it and not fucking fall over? He's doing it at full yeah. pace, spinning round, running round him. He's megsed him. And he doesn't fall over. The balance is sensational. Honestly, he's going to have Bill like Bill Aylin a... pulling his lumbar region out of the corner <laughs> yeah. flag and Rafinha's pirouetting around the defenders. He's going to have a Ronaldinho-esque highlight reel, isn't it? Yeah, some Cirque du Soleil shit. Okay, and Cookie? Um, um, so you can't take that. No, the, you can't the, take that one. So there's a magic moment that did one. stand out for me from a man who, for the first 30 minutes, I thought, seriously, why are you still in this team? Because you are struggling for confidence so much. And that was clicks through ball um, with the Rafinha shot that led to the Bamford goal. Because after he did that, he—I mean, he was still—he was coming into the game before that, but particularly after that ball, and that was a fantastic sort of reverse through ball. Um, his confidence just grew, and he started looking like you know Matthias that we all know and love that never missed a game that you know wouldn't have had to drop for Rodrigo because he was struggling. It just. He looked great after that moment, and that's what stood out for me because I love him. He's got to have been one of easily my top two or three players in the last two years because of how much he's turned it around and the story behind it. 
Um, so yeah, to see him come good was was really good tonight, and I hope he takes that form into the next run of games. Mm. Yeah, Bielsa has said tonight that he felt Click was back to his best. I would I would slightly disagree with that. I think, but I think Click's got a very high ceiling. Yes, he's the kind of player that can can put it into the top corner, can be completely unplayable in both um, at both ends of the pitch, nicking balls off people and m- man marking them out of the game. And also turning provider um, like he did with through balls like that, um, Cookie. So I think he's got a very high ceiling. But what I felt about Click today was that he didn't do any horrendous mistakes. There was like there was one pass that yeah. was particularly bad, but uh, there was also one pass that was particularly good. And that's kind of the game that I felt he had. Yeah, he, um, he just he just looked much much improved, and I was just really glad to see him just get his head up. And play some of those magic passes that we know he can that he hasn't been doing for a little while. Um, and yeah, long, long may it continue because I think he's a fantastic player. We all know that he got jinxed by Bielsa because he's been pretty much off form ever since Bielsa <laughs> said he could get into any team in the world. <laughs> but I mean, he, he'd looked for a few games, hadn't he? At least a few games. Like he was trying too hard. Um, and his natural game is that that through ball, right? I can't overstate how good that through ball was. The pace of it, the angle of it, everything was superb. And that comes from not trying to add. That's just, he sees it, he plays it. There was another pass um, where the commentators touched on it where he was looking left and played it right. And it was a really good pass through to set up another chance, which Alioski pulled it back behind Bamford, um, which again, I thought was really good. So it was good to see him doing that kind of stuff and having the confidence to get on with it. It's what you want in it. You don't want him to stop trying. Yeah, we'll need him at his best, don't we? We'll need him back to the click that he was. Um, I say was it? Like you say, it's only been a few games. He's been a bit out of form, and obviously he got dropped. And yeah, hopefully he's back to his best or on his way back to his best. Because if Calvin's out for any extended period of time, you've got to think what they're going to do there. Is Dallas going to drop in? I'd prefer Dallas. I don't want strike anywhere near that position again. He can stay back in centre back. <laughs> uh, but then if he does that, you know, who's going to partner up in midfield? Yeah. So I don't know what the news on Calvin is, but if if we are to keep playing he's, like he, we are and keep putting the performances in, we'll need click at his best is what I was trying to say. Just mm, we'll need yeah. him there. Bielsa doesn't know uh, is the answer to your question. So you are uh, in, in as much shade as Bielsa is at the moment. Um, and Scary. as we all are, we have to, we have to uh, hope that um, Phillips is going to be okay. So, uh, but as some long-term listeners will know, uh, Cookie and Rob do the youth pod, yes, uh, mainly. And uh, the latest episode from you guys was about Joe Gelhart, and Bielsa has been asked about him and why he was in the squad. And he has said that Gelhart has been one of the better players in the under-23s. He felt like Gelhart and Roberts, either of them could play at 10 with Hernandez out. Um, and Mark Jackson recommended Gelhart to Bielsa. Get in, Jacko. Go on, lad. Um, I mean, I was nice buzzing one. to see him in the squad. It's obviously Creswell's been in for the last few. What I mean, what, who do we have tonight? Huggins, Jenkins... Gilhar, I mean, it was just absolutely fantastic. We're obviously talking about Huggins um, this week for the one coming out on Saturday. Just great to see them all involved. But, I mean, he is such an exciting talent. It was so nice to see his mum, who who obviously saw the the one we did on him the other day and was saying about you know how proud she was before the game. Just must be brilliant to be the Gilhart family right now. He's looking like doing big things. 
Right, and so for more on the uh, the youth players and the under twenty threes, check out the youth pod episodes. So we've got a special uh, Joe Urquhart interview coming a little bit later in the week. Um, but back to the Palace game then. And Roy Hodgson has said, "I thought we were deservedly beaten." How does he sound like? <laughs> He's like a London, isn't like he? Like a tired dog. <laughs> we made life hard for ourselves. Both goals came from technical errors. We did our best to keep them at bay, but we were beaten by the better team. <laughs> That's nice. It's good that Roy was watching the same game that we were watching. Um, I wonder if Ali is thinking that uh, they were unlucky today. Very probably. <laughs> I've got a lot of time for Roy Hodgson. He's had a good career, but he does play boring football, doesn't he? I don't. I'd cross the street to avoid him. Fuck you, Mel. Ali has messaged me, actually, and he said uh, we were absolutely awful. So there you go. Um, so let's ask for... <laughs> well, look, I don't matches. think they were, though. I think we were just superior. We controlled the game. I don't think they were bad. I, don't, I think they were bad because we made them bad. They weren't bad because they played bad, if that makes sense. I think it's a bit of both. I think they played bad as well, Rob. Come on. I think <laughs> they we had, controlled they had, that They had the finish. ball. We backed off them at times, and they they couldn't break break us down. They had the ball... Eze had a shot. He was in the penalty area. I'm it skied up into the south, we, south stand. We were good, but they just made it easy for us, didn't they? They didn't mm. look like they chased the ball down an awful lot. They didn't try and press us. And actually, it was us who kind of just said, come on to us and we'll play your game at counter-attack. So, mm. yeah, we, we, they made us look good, but we also played really, really well to be good. You've got to take advantage of those chances. You've still got to do all the... Strong transition and creating chances to score goals. So, yeah, a bit of both, I think, is fair enough. But I agree. I understand what you're saying, Rob. We were good regardless. Okay, so man of the match then. I would I would wager that it would have to be either Jack Harrison or Rafinha. I'll give you mine then, because it's neither. Okay, is it Liam Cooper? It is. Um, I think Harrison and Rafinha were superb and they will obviously get all the plaudits for the goals, for the assists, for the creativity, obviously Rafinha for his mad skills. But Cooper tonight was just absolutely superb. He is obviously sort of mentoring Stroik as a young lad at centre-half alongside him. Um, I thought his distribution tonight was superb. He played it long when it was right. He played it short and played it back when he needed to. There was no silly taking chances. He pushed it out of defence, like what you know, ran with the ball and progressed the ball well at times. And his positioning looked superb. A couple of good interceptions or tackles. I just thought he played a proper captain's game. Um, and I wanted to highlight him as my man of the match because he gets a, a fair bit of stick sometimes for, for not always being our, our best player and making a few mistakes. But tonight I thought he was, and he has been for the last few weeks, to be fair. Um, I thought he was superb. Okay. I normally go um, for Rob- pragmatism. Over Flair, but I'm going to go for for Raf tonight. I think he he uh, he shone. Obviously, not just because of his technical abilities, but he linked everything. I think if you put Costa on that wing or someone else tonight instead of him, I don't think the impact would have been anywhere near as good. And and in terms of the, what they brought to the team, I think he uplifts those around him. Um, Luke Aylin is a phenomenal 
footballer with a good talent and a good engine in him anyway, but he makes him look even better. And I think when he's interlinking on that wing with whoever it is, even if he's dipping inside, knocking it back to Calvin or trying to chip something over for Bamford, I think he just makes the other players also, or tonight he made the other players, should I say, look extremely good as well. He brought people into the game as well as shining himself. So um, whilst I do normally avoid flair and go for pragmatism, tonight I'm going for flair and I'm going for Rafinha. Okay then. So it was a, a, a game which the story of the game was of a, a kind of shining white, bright northern light and a kind of dim, ugly, dirty, pathetic, shit, Brexit, fog. <laughs> and 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 Bielsa, uh, who is all about creating beautiful football for the neutral and for the fan to watch, and uh, Roy Hodgson, who is all about kind of grinding out results, basically the opposite of that, um, having no possession and and scraping a one nil victory after one nil victory in order to somehow get to 40 points before the end of the season and then the bell rings and he can go collect his paycheck and go back home to the retirement village and play fucking dominoes with the rest of his pals (laughs) so final thoughts then cookie um just just buzzing mate honestly just great to see the team back to where we know they're capable of being um, great to see Rafinha's mad skills. Great to see Cooper have a, a great game, and I don't, I don't think anyone really had a, a bad game. Um, Click had a bit of a ropey start, but glad he came into it. Um, one point less, I think we are than the entire season of when we went down, um, and back to a neutral goal difference. I think it's thirty-eight scored, thirty-eight conceded. Um, so yeah, mate, just just buzzing. Good to see Bamford hit twelve goals. Could have had a couple more if Strike didn't have an head made out of fifty p's. Um, he'd have definitely had a couple of goals, but good to see him getting into those positions. Um, so yeah, mate, what, what's not to be excited about after tonight? And it feels like the sky's the limit. Um, we've all said, I think more often than not, anything above 17th is great. But if we carry on playing like that, you could easily see us anywhere from where we are now, which is what, 10th? Uh, Up to maybe 7th or 8th. I don't think we'll finish higher than that because we're too inconsistent defensively. But yeah, just exciting, mate. What a time to be a Leeds fan. Okay, and Rob, final Happy, thoughts. happy, happy. Yeah, you won't get a complaint out of me today. I think we were amazing. And uh, I love watching us when we play like that. And I don't think any neutral would, without lying, say that they wouldn't have enjoyed a performance like that either um, because the, the whole the whole thing about it was exactly the philosophy that we, we're used to as Leeds fans because we've seen it week in, week out for a couple of years now. Good, attractive football, creating chances, open play, how the game kind of should be played. Um, and yeah, I'm extremely happy. And like Cookie, very optimistic. You look, the bench today was enough to get everyone excited for the youth coming through. The first 11 look like they've got a coherent, you know, group again. They look like they're clicking and uh, things are working well. Sky's the limit. I think we have to be realistic and the defensive frailties will eventually probably mean that we will finish about where we are now. But why not go for it? Get some freedom in our play like we have done tonight and push on. Aye. Aye. Um, and on. And on. Aye. And on and on. <laughs> I think oh, no, that... No, no, no. And, and for me, uh, so final thoughts, We've it's the first time that we've kind of had a settled centre-back pairing that have known each other for, for some time now. And 
let's hope that KP isn't in the mud because if we continue with that settled back four, which I think is potentially our best, you could argue that Dallas is better than Alioski, but to be fair to him, Alioski's played okay the last couple of games. Um, then I, I, I'm not sure that mid-table is our ceiling. I think if we keep that defence, that lineup, then who knows where we could be. Um, but a couple of stats to finish off then. So it was uh, Calvin Phillips' 200th Legion United appearance. Uh, it was Patrick Bamford's 100th career goal. And it also makes him the highest goals per game ratio uh, Legion United player in Premier League history. And uh, Elan Melier has now kept as many clean sheets as Joe Hart's Premier League record in a single season. So there you go, with 16 games to go. Already better than Joe Hart, uh, which some might say isn't that much of an achievement. Uh, but we all know how uh, shit Joe Hart was, so we don't <laughs> need to get into that. It was good right for a couple now. of seasons, wasn't it? <laughs> It was okay. It was a bit of a madman, to be fair, the whole time, wasn't it? You say it's um, our best back four by way, Donnie. What about when um, Cock and Lorente come back? It'd be interesting what he does. Yeah, again, it's, it's something like it takes time to build up chemistry and 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 build that stability and, and knowledge of each other, doesn't it? Yeah. Strauk and Cooper have done that, and they've they've played decently these these last few games, apart from a few manic moments um, in Everton um, against Everton. They've played very well, um, and it's looked stable. It's looked disciplined. It was a professional performance today again, and and Strauk is fantastic in the air. Yes, I mean to consider how young he is, he is going to get so much better. He just took his eye off it for that header, and it always looks bad when it comes off the side of your head. Um, so he'll learn. He'll learn to keep his eye on it and 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 let let the ball come to his head rather than going towards it you know if you let it come to your head then you can flick your head and direct it but he'll learn that he's still young um so anyway leads uh bielsa ball two uh crystal palace roy hudgens brexit ball uh fucking nothing and they've had their day out and now they're off back home um so it was a another brilliant victory and if you like this sort of uh very unprofessional uh performances in your ear uh, why not subscribe and and when you so let your mates know that would help us out um it's a very goodbye from me my name's adonis you can check me at the adelites on twitter and the the voices that you heard were juicy rob so at juicy rob um a very goodbye from him good evening been a pleasure thank you and uh the very spanish at lufc miguel was here with us as well. That's Cookie. Can I see you with me, Sam? Goodbye. <laughs> Come on, Leeds. On and on. And on. And on and on and on. Are you guys not going to do it? I'm just wondering yeah. whether you were done or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on your own. <laughs>